Hello, I am Shelley, also Little Queenies underscore underscore on Instagram, and... Hi everyone, it's Aoife, also known as Best of Roger on Instagram, and I'm 17, and we're here today to discuss just random topics about Queen. <laughs> exactly. Um, right, I thought we'd start with the first album, since it's the first podcast, so nice little link there. Um... What, what first of all, what do you think of the first podcast? Uh, first podcast, first album. <laughs> first album. The first album that is honestly one of my favorites because it really sets Queen up. Even though I looked it up and they're like, oh, the first albums like are glam rock, but then you have Roger's song, Roger's song of modern times rock and roll. It's just like this hard rock. It just really gets you going, and then you have Liar. Everyone rants and raves about how good of a song Lyra is yeah like, he's be a slow I mean it it's kind of I've, I'd say it kind of is hard rock meshed with glam rock I mean I'm reading one of the reviews from the time and it's like um such with their uniqueness hard rock meshed with glam rock compositions ranging from grandiose to production to pure pop sensitivity lyrics <clears throat> that demand attention a rare intelligence underpinning it all that many did not know what to make of queen when their first album debuted i mean like their first album is like a mix of stuff it's like rock it's glam rock and you know i've never really listened to glam rock in my life yeah but, you know queen's first album is personally my favorite because it's just starting their career they're new they're what fresh queen's first album personally my favorite it's for Queen's beginning with their starting, it's the first album of their career. Although they were under a very bad record company. Yeah, I mean, um, what was Death it? Two Legs was dedicated to Anthony. Also, Flick of the Wrists. I mean, Wrist, the, the music scene was dominated by like mafia sort of things in the 70s. Mm. It's quite scary and. I mean, it still happens today, but a lot yeah. less talked about. Um, but yeah, it's they took all their money. Queen were getting no money for their albums. They were still shit poor <laughs> when they yeah. were like when they when they'd released Killer Queen. They were getting zero money for it. That's because it's been taken off them by yeah. him. Anthony, your boy Anthony. Like, I don't understand why. It's just crazy, and you know what? I wish they got all their money back, but obviously they didn't. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go back. I mean, a lot of a lot of artists were experiencing the same thing, and I think it was John Reed that saved them, yeah. kind of. But then they, I think, at some point they left John Reed as well. <laughs> so uh, later. I mean, it was the same with Elton John. He signed up with John Reed. They have a their relationship, and then. John Reed took all his money. It was exposing them, basically. I mean, it's crazy that that's what people had to endure to be famous. Yeah. Such a thing that's advertised as like a glamorous life, where really all their money's being taken away from them. I know, it's just like a tragedy. And their first album really did set them up, but fortunately all their money was taken off them. Yeah, and it really didn't do well in the charts at all. <laughs> But I mean, as Queen built themselves up, I guess people kind of look back on their older albums. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, 
we didn't like this back then, but you know, it grew on us and we love it now and it's really stuck with us. Yeah. I mean, they tried to re-release Keep Yourself Alive in 1975, but they just couldn't get the rawness of the first time and it didn't end up doing well the second time either. So you never really can. The first time you've done it, you've got it perfect, you've got the rawness of it. Then I don't ever do it a second time. It won't be as perfect as the first. Yeah, definitely. I mean... I don't think you can revisit a song and make it as good as the first time, ever. Unless, you know, they've done it at Live Aid. And they've oh, yeah. all their other concerts. Live the Rainbow is personally my favourite. Speaking of Live Aid, how much of a coincidence is it that Queen 1 and Live Aid were on the same day, just years apart? July 13th? Yeah, Queen 1 was released on July 13th in 1973 and then if I can be bothered, 12 um, years later, it was Live Aid. How I weird. I guess it must. Like, everything always links them together, you know? Yeah. Everything's like a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. And you believe it. Like, I'd say they were, they were always destined for stardom. Like, Freddie always said, you know what, I'm not just going to be someone who's known and famous. I'm going to be a legend. And he really is. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Legacy will live on forever, I think. Well, as long as the human race live, I guess. <laughs> Unless climate change kills us by the yes. Oh my god, I'm so scared about that. <laughs> god, you know the friggin' video, the music they save the motherfucking turtles. I like not 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 that you shouldn't save the turtles, you should because they're going to extinct like pandas are and there's not a spe- giraffes are going extinct as well. I mean, it's just that video where they tap the phone and it actually goes through my head so much. <laughs> but you should see if the turtles like climate change is a big thing, and I'd really like to stick around. Like, who knows where music's gonna be? Turn eighteen. There's not really much good songs. Apart from Time Waits for No One. <laughs> Time Waits for No One really has in 2019 with a bop because it describes it actually it actually relates to current times yeah like, it does it, even it, all their songs are kind of timeless i feel just yeah like they can never be like replaced by any other songs they're always going to be there every, every single generation of kids adults grandparents they all love queen i know it's uh, i'm I know that when I'm a parent, I'm going to force my kids to listen to Queen, Beatles, um, I don't know, Rolling Stones, The Who. I'm going to be that parent who forces their children to listen to music that's literally 100 years old. Same, like, honestly, we might actually live to, like, what, Queen's turning 50 in 2020. If we live in our 50 years, Queen will be 100- I am so ready for that. Queen's 100th anniversary. I'm going to be blasting Queen, even though I will be... How old will I be in 50 years? I'll be 100... What? No! No! What? 50 years? I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. Okay, I will be 64... 65? No. I'll nearly be in my... I probably will be in my 70s. I can't imagine that. And... What I find really sad is Rogers in his 70s now and Brie is like 
in his 70s as well. I'm like, my heart will break the day they pass oh, away. Oh, I'm taking seven car. weeks off school. I don't care. <laughs> GCSEs, fuck them. I'm taking my morning period off school. Also, I'm really annoyed that I can't take Freddie's birthday off of school. Yeah, to go visit Garden Lodge. But Garden Lodge has been turned into something it was meant to be. Like, it was our memorial to Freddie. Like, we had all the posters up. But no, Mary Austin has the audacity to say, no, you know what, this is ruining my home. It wasn't her home in the first place. First, I, I think Jim should have lived there, personally. He should have. But Freddie thought, you know, because he was like... Because they were like sexually involved, and then obviously Freddie thought, oh, he'd passed the AIDS on to him. He, like, Jim had actually got HIV, I think. But then again, treatment came out around that time. Yeah. Freddie had passed. Like, if he, Freddie had lived a couple more months, there would have been treatment to keep him living longer. I mean, but, Jim died in 2010, so he lived a while after. Yeah, but that was lung cancer related, like nothing to do with AIDS. He was only HIV positive. Yeah. No. And Mary said that oh she didn't want Jim living in the house because oh all the other kids would make fun of her reigns for living with a man who supposedly had AIDS when he didn't. He was only HIV positive. I mean, and also she's taken our kind of center of Freddie away. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I think that they're planning to make it a, a museum after. Museum Yeah. But God knows how long that will take. But also, at Next. least time hasn't done her well. She's not looking great right now. <laughs> I mean, she deserves it after saying in the end that, oh, she won. Even Brian and Roger knew there was something wrong with her. But they made her so nice in Bohemian Rhapsody movie, like... That, that was, um, that was Lucy. Yeah. She, she's, like, a lovely person, but... Mm, Mary in the movie was alright. I mean, like, this, this sort of time when... I did know some facts about Queen, but, like, not as much as after the film, because I decided to look into Yeah, 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 I, I went home and watched a... What's incorrect about Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Or, um... I mean, I went to the cinema with my friend to see it like the first week it came out because I seen the trailer and I thought, you know, I really want to see this. And so me and her went to see it, and I bawled my eyes at the end of it like so hard. Oh after. yeah, I I can't listen to Don't Stop Me Now now without like actually no, crying. Because it comes in slowly. Yeah. Oh god, I sh- oh god, but I went. I actually went quite late to see it because my parents went and saw it, and and they were just like, "Oh, you'll love it," and I was just like, "Will I though?" Um, because I was just getting out of my Ed Sheeran phase. Oh god. <laughs> um, and I I was just like, "Will I though?" Because I don't like that type of music. And then I went, and I really really enjoyed it. Then. I went and watched it again, then I went and watched it again in cinema, so I watched it three times in cinema. I didn't get until it came out, because I'm a user legal site school, and <laughs> I watched it, and I was, I cried the second time, because I had it on my TV, and it was up like a hundred volume, and like all the songs just like blasted at the end, I just bawled my eyes out. I, I was crying in the cinema. Oh my god, I came out. I think that's the most I've ever cried. 
in a movie and I came out, the mascara was running down my face. There were two lines, there were two lines where my concealer and foundation had rubbed off from crying. See, that's like, I didn't wear makeup this I never wear makeup. Oh, I've learned because I've learned that I also cry in every single movie. So, um, not the best idea to wear makeup to a cinema. Like, I came out crying, and I was crying all the way home. I was like, I can't believe this. I've just watched one of the best movies ever. Like, when you're in cinema, like, the noise is, like, phenomenal. It's, like, yeah. at a concert, and it's, like, all around you. We have, like, reclining seats, so I was, like, lying back and watching it. It's, uh, I've never cried. Like, I cried more at Bohemian Rhapsody than I did Titanic. Oh, yeah. But I mean, this is so. This I the first time I went and watched it, I went and watched it with my mom, and then yeah. I, and then I loved it so much, I went and watched it again with my friend. But between the first and the second time I watched it, I listened to the Greatest Hits album, so I knew all the I knew all the songs that they were playing in the movie. And then the second time I came back, um, I sat through. I made my friend sit through the credits and everything, and I was singing along with the music. And I walked out, and this woman like was walking behind me and she was just like oh you're too young to like queen why would she say that i don't know but that's that was what happened to me and i was just like look the point of the movie is to introduce queen to a new generation why would you then yeah. go and make that new generation who are trying to enjoy the same music you got to enjoy instead of i don't know rappers that look like skittles <laughs> <laughs> and why would you go and ruin that experience for them? And I genuinely got really angry. I didn't say anything. Yeah. I was just like, I, I was thinking though, because she was like, I don't know, what, why are you coming from? Like, you're too old to leave the house. I'm not saying anything to you. <laughs> like, I'd be right if someone had the audacity to run around saying that to me. I'd be like, well... Why can't I enjoy Queen? Like they're trying to introduce it to like a new, new generation of people who are gonna love it. They're gonna carry on their legacy like we're doing. We're you the know? ones who are ultimately gonna carry on Queen's legacy into the next yeah. generation. But that's the truth. Like they just don't realise. But then again, they're stuck in their ways. They hate change. I know that, and you know, the older generation. I respect them, but. You know, they just don't like the way 2019's gone, the way our generation's gone. Social I mean, media. yeah, definitely. I'm not disagreeing there. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird world. It really is. Like, there's nothing we can do. Like, the world's always been changing, and definitely clue styles. I think everyone's like, you know, like the clue styles of the 70s. Everyone's like going back in time and. Either trying to be aesthetic, like have an aesthetic or oh, something. Oh, yeah. I hate the word, like, I hate when people ask me what's my aesthetic. I don't know. Why would I, I know? <laughs> like, I just kind of why not? I just throw in a pair of jeans and my bands and Bohemian Raps and they talk like Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I just wear whatever. But then again, like, I feel so self conscious if I go and, like, out and I'm like Queen. Because up here, like in Northern Ireland, they're not like, they're backwards. And only recently they've like legalised gay marriage, they've legalised everything LGBT. I 
and our corner is just really backwards. It's like it's always like um, like there's divisions between Protestants and Catholics, and you know, no one's ever really moved on from that, and they probably never will because there's both sides of community train their ways to hate the other side and it's a very hateful country and I'd love to move like, to Australia. Australia is like free and like go on out, go on and... Aoife, you'd be even further away from me. You can't I know. do that. <laughs> I'd love to move to London. I came to London. You just couldn't make me up. I was I... so sad. Honestly, I was heartbroken. I was trying to convince my mum to let me go see you. I was like, so close, but so far away. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, come again. Come for your birthday. I fucking wish. Maybe if I save up enough money for my 18th, I'll come to London. Like, come yes. Back. I'm coming to see you. I don't care. I. You're having guy along. Guy doesn't like Queen everyone. He likes Taylor Swift. Oh my god. He he's gonna try come see you in Ireland. He's going on. Oh. He's going on the eighth, I think. And then the week after, I'm actually going to see Niall Horn, or I'm going to try and see Niall Horn, because my friend has met Niall Horn about three times now. Oh so. my god. Best time. So I'm jealous. I'd love to meet Niall Horn, though. But I'd love to meet Roger Taylor more. Um, I, okay, once Queen are back in England, in London, I'm actually making it my life's mission to run into Brian May. <laughs> You're not even that far away from him. You said he lives, what, you've, like, narrowed it down to, what, High Kensington Street? Yeah. I mean, my dad actually is... So, my dad's part of the club that um, that Brian May was, like, the founding member of, whatever. I, I yeah. mean, Queen have been there a few times. Freddie had his photos taken there. They celebrated, like, after the Brits in 1990 there. They've been there a lot. But they Brian goes there literally every week when he's not on tour, obviously. Um, till now, my dad has been saying, no, I'm not taking you, because he doesn't want to be known as the guy who has a daughter, because I'll be making him uncool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad has had a change of heart, and when they come back from tour, he said I'm allowed to go with him to that club and meet Brian May if he's there. And I am so excited for this to happen. I'm so jealous, although they won't be back for a while. I think this summer, their turn. I can't remember the Australian dates. I think they're. they're like, I think they're going um, US, Australia, Japan, South Korea, or North Korea, one of those. Both. And then there's no tour dates after that. Yeah, I, I mean, they might I, even go to Israel. If they are, I'll probably try and go there as well. <laughs> God, I'd be like so jealous. Oh, I seen your story the other day and you're like, there's something happening up in Edinburgh. Yes, there's a Freddie musical in the Edinburgh Festival. I'd love to see that. I really want to go. I've been trying to find a way. How? Because I live like an eight hour drive away from Edinburgh. So yeah. I've been trying to think of a way to go over this. I mean... I'm you could take the train, although that would be... Yeah, but no one wants to go with me. I wish I could. Like, I have £40 at the minute, and that's what? not going to get me over to Scotland and back again, or into, yeah. like, a... Like, I, I mean, would. the tickets are, like, 10 quid. I mean, yeah, 10 quid on tickets, but then I'd have to book a flight. 
I'd have to book a train, yeah, the trains are expensive. It is really expensive, but London's underground is so cool, because you just put your card down, <laughs> and go, then, then you get off the, your other stop, and then you put your card in again, and you don't know how much it charges you, and like... Well, I know how much it charges me, because I'm, uh, for under 16, there's a special card, and then you you get like 75p journeys, which is cool. So- I mean, I travel by tube everywhere. That's how I get around London. True. Like, London's underground. It's so quick and so fast. And it's just like, one changes off. Oh, here comes the next train. Yeah. They're they're like every two minutes. It's quite handy. Oh, I... Like, when I was there, I was like, this is like the best experience ever. And like, it's just like so different from my comment. Well, it's not different from my comment. It's Ireland. Ireland doesn't have like an underground system. Yeah. I've one in Dublin. Never been down in Dublin that much. I'm only down there for like football matches. <laughs> <laughs> but like, still, I don't think London has an underground now. But London was like such like a culture shock because so many different cultures. It's more free. Yeah. I, I didn't see. I was looking out for Queen merch everywhere it was only the queen of england <laughs> oh my god well if you go down to camden market you can find any merch there True. although we didn't really know about camden market like... i mean next time you come to london i'm taking you everywhere and anywhere and i will help you find queen match because i want to find queen match too <laughs> i the only thing i found from queen which is now happily resting on my bedside table was the magazine. Oh yeah, 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 the magazine. I bought it too after as well. <laughs> I got like a free DVD, a CD. Yeah, yeah. Ever. I haven't listened to the CD yet. I don't think I will. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't even know why I'm really looking forward to, to Queen plus Adam Lambert to come. I mean, I guess it's seeing Brian May and, and Roger. Roger, but. I'm um, without just Fr- Freddy. I-, I miss Freddy. I want. Can someone just invent a time machine for me? I'm John Deacon. And miss- John, yes. John is like. I'm so sad that he left the limelight. Do, do you think they actually completely stopped talking to him? Well, I seen a thing yesterday and I was like, oh. But Roger called him a sociopath. We really don't know what went on behind closed doors, like maybe something happened during the production of Made in Heaven and led to a big argument and then... But I think Freddie's death just really affected John Deacon. The Deakery rumours. Oh my receipt. god. I could read out everything. Uh, if I find it because there's so much I mean how do people have the time to come up with these like crack theories they are I mean it's interesting it's interesting but it's the craziest and oh. most obsessive thing I've ever seen coming from a person who gets crazy obsessed with anything and everything I have never seen I, I've never 
been the type of person to come up with these crazy theories and it's just crazy to see them like where do people where do people get this I these ideas from i mean i get like it's a cute ship but how where do yeah, they come up with this so i have the receipts here of the whole degree speculation this was posted by sheer heart v ttacks it's supposed to be an anagram of sheer heart attack um she posted this she didn't put her opinion or anything on it she just said i thought this would be interesting to post so this person anila Sauvon, i think it's spanish don't know if it's a boy or a girl any spanish viewers please do not take offense please don't take offense it's disclaimer since everyone's so easily offended these days oh yes indeed it's only a joke so this person says i was pondering this one Though love of my life is said to be about Mary Austin, Freddie did not break up with her until the year after it was written. Two, he couldn't have just written it about David Mintz. They just started dating with him. As he just started dating him in the summer of 1975 when he wrote the song. The lyrics are, Love of my life, you've hurt me. You've broken my heart and now you leave me. Love of my life, don't leave me. You've stolen my love, now you desert me. Mary hadn't broken his heart or left him. Neither David Mintz. Several months before in February, John had just gotten married. Now, that's just a thought they've came up with. Now, this other girl in comments, this is on Instagram, I think. This is the next part of the receipts. And this girl, Flora Dora Girl, 1900, what a friggin' username. Oh, um, says, I personally think that these two were in a relationship early on, up until John got married. Oddly after that, John's lyrics spoke mostly about having to live life without someone and how lonely he was. Freddie often said he was lonely too. While the relationship may have been cut short, they obviously didn't stop caring for each other. They were said to be very close, but they didn't socialise outside the studio and touring. Hard to become close like that. A serious relationship would explain why Freddie's death hit John so hard. From what I understand, it bordered him on the dangerous side of depression for him, even later on in life. Though a lot of their lyrics may be how they felt about the situation they were now in, for decades I felt that one year of love could very well have been about could very well been about him and Freddie and they've put in brackets it doesn't make sense for it to be about the character in the movie or he and Veronica for that matter and Love of My Life was probably about John said to be about Mary to throw people off and then they say that because it was written because it was written right after John got married it would be another year before Ferry would tell Mary of his sexual preference and they would break up Degree is not a made up ship they say there seems to be plenty of evidence to suggest that something happened between these two that people have picked up on like Ferry once said if you see darling then if you see it darling then it's there this other person on YouTube or Twitter, I think, and no, I think it's YouTube, uh, they're called Swing Time, said there was a post that seemed to confirm this, and I suspect it in brackets the way it was written, that it was John, it was Deacon himself suggesting that they briefly had a thing earlier on. The post disappeared in brackets, perhaps people were catching on, and the poster changed his name. I've been a fan for about 40 years and for as long as I can remember, I thought there was something going on between these two. 
When I heard One Year of Love back in 86, I got the feeling that John had written it about he and Freddie. This would also coincide with a short love affair and it could possibly be the reason they were close. Also, it would explain why John took Freddie's death so hard. And the final post in this series of Twitter strings, uh, they continue on as, I remember only parts of it. It started off the way I mentioned above, that they may have briefly had a thing early on. It went on to say that after Freddie started clubbing, it be- that it became more of a close friendship. Then it talked about marriage and bisexuality, and in brackets they put in, can't remember the wording, and it ended that saying that sex didn't really have to be involved, there was genuine love there, and they said that they wish they'd take a screenshot of it because it was interesting. Now that's all the degree stuff I have. That's, whoa, that's a lot. That's a you can kind of see it in the lyrics. There is something there of leaving a loved one, even though they both had fulfilling relationships. But yeah. I don't know where that comes from, but it, it. I always thought it was like because they went on tour, they had to leave their loved ones behind at home or yeah. something like I that. Mean, <laughs> people always interpret the lyrics as how they want to see it. And that's true because like, now when I listen to Love of My Life, because I know it's not about Mary, like, because there's receipts, oh, there's more screenshots. Oh, go on. But Mary Austin now, and it's in my saved. And I mean, it's. I really oh don't know much about, like, the years they broke up and everything because it's all very confusing and the movie just really threw me off and now I don't know the timing of everything you know it's all kind of muddled up I don't know when what year did Mary and Freddie break up I don't really know because I keep hearing different things I keep hearing some people say they broke up in 1975. Some people say that they broke up in 1980. Some people say that they broke up in like in between. I don't know. It's there's no. They, one... I wouldn't say 1980. That's a bit because Freddie was definitely into his sexuality. He was gay. He knew he was gay, even though he said he was bi. Mary said right away, "No, you're gay," which I find really, really mean because you know what, Freddie probably might. I don't know, she kind of like, I can't even explain, I'm trying to find this thread. It's it's all very confusing, I think that the movie did so much good, but also it completely altered people's understanding of Queen, because it made Freddie look like a greedy person, it altered their story a lot, it made it seem like they had overnight success, which they really, really didn't. Really didn't, like, they had like a... A few hard years, like really hard years, before they actually took off with Killer Queen. It's it's all very off-putting. Uh, not off-putting. I'd just say misleading is the word I'd use. The the movie yeah. is very very misleading to Queen's true story. Oh, I find the thread. This is called this posted by Gibby Freddy. She's a really nice person. I was talking to her. She's entered submitted her Bohemian Rhapsody cover. 
on her on the drums and I think she's gonna do amazing. I popped up and I was like, Oh I watched I watched you playing the drums and I swear it was just so mesmerizing. You're so involved. This is a thread that she's posted. It's by seventy Freddy. This is why so many people don't like Mary Austin a thread, which I kinda agree. I do agree. I Mary Austin is my favourite person. I sense there's something not right about her. She's shady. I mean, she made Freddie happy, and I'm happy about that. But since Freddie's oh. death, she's been nothing but rude to everyone. Yeah, but wait till you hear this. This will actually change your mind about her. One, Mary Austin, she tried to pull a rank of one of Freddie's fans during a Queen concert. Mary, Jem, and Peter decided to sit in the audience. Before the concert started, the fans who paid for those seats arrived to clean them. Mary flew into the rage, told them that she's Freddie's girlfriend, insinuating that by logic she can do whatever the hell she wanted. She said that from Jim Freddie's boyfriend, that was really disrespectful. Two, she admitted she had only fallen in love with Freddie after three years into the relationship. This was also around the time the Queen started to get famous. Freddie already started avoiding her because he was out cheating on her with guys. I didn't know you can fall for someone who intentionally avoids you. It looked like she deemed him as an investment of some sort. She made sure she stayed in Freddie's life and in brackets. She really had to and she really had to fight for that spot because Freddie apparently avoided her during the last half of their relationship up until his death and was given his house and his fortune. That's what she said after Freddie's passing. Uh, in the end, I won. She also insinuated to be emotionally manipulative. Even after the breakup, almost as though she didn't want Freddie to forgive himself for cheating on her, she played into Freddie's internalised homophobia and guilt by subtly making it clear that Freddie, being with other men, was, in capitals, hard. Just his needs, low-key disgusting. She didn't like the fact that Freddie was get all, even though it was quite obvious. Number three, she accused Queen of abandoning her after Freddie's death. Freddie's ex was the least of the worries. The band already didn't like her before. That speaks volumes. It's so weird she would accuse them of this because they weren't close. She also accused the band and Freddie's friends of being jealous of her because she was the one who got Garden Lodge. Now, this is what I'm going to read out. This is an actual quote of hers. She said, Freddie warned me that the house was going to be more of a challenge than I realised. I'm grateful he did because I hit jealousy on like a Japanese bullet train. Very painful. I don't think there were many members of Queen have ever reconciled themselves to it. I don't understand it because to me it's bricks and mortar. And she said, I try never to be jealous or envy people. I'm like, hmm, Mary, you're kind of shady as fuck. Sorry. <laughs> she is. Like, especially with what she said, you know? I mean, uh, some people in... I don't get it. I, I mean, as long as she made Freddie happy, that's what I'm concerned about. But I, I don't think it came from a good place. I think it came from a very manipulative place after hearing that. Oh, my God, that changed my view of her so much. I have more. Oh, my God, go on. This is the same thread. Number four. Freddie couldn't be himself around her. According to Freddie's close personal friends, he acted differently whenever he was around, whenever she was around, almost as though he had a facade to maintain. When he passed away, Mary celebrated Christmas with his friends, but it was described as very tense. And five... 
the one we all know. She kicked Freddie's family out of Garden Lodge. My family, I mean the people Freddie lived with until his last breath. Joe, Peter and Jim, they took good care of Freddie. To make it worse, she said that they could only take three things after realising that the things they were taking were of great value. This is such a heartbreaking scene to read because Jim had built a lot of things, furniture for Freddie. Yeah, I've, I've been reading about that in Mercury and me. Yeah, um, she sold some slash many, and then brackets the person says they don't know how much of it. And she refused to let them have any of Freddie's photos. It's number six. He never even asked her in the first place. Mind you, Jim had stayed very patient with Mary's behaviour. He just wanted Freddie's photos, and yet she had to make a big deal out of that. He finally snapped and said that he was a morning too. In brackets, he says, Mary, I've lost my friend, my lover, my home, my life. That was the first time he'd ever really gotten mad at Mary, and that's just because she clearly didn't want him to keep his husband's photos. Jim walked out, felt guilty, then came back and hugged Mary with a sincere apology. But Mary, much like what she did to Freddie, made sure Jim could never forget how he treated her. Despite his apology and his attempts to stay in contact with her, she tried to make their interactions as minimal as possible. Number seven. Now this one is really messed up. She kept asking Freddie for a child, even though they weren't together for a long time at that point. The person says this is simply fucked. This is just simply fucked up, and I don't know what was going on in her head. Like, why would you say that? And this is the last part. Um, number nine. Even Freddie's mom was cautious about her. She always considered Mary's family, but after Freddie died, she never made an effort of trying to contact Jerry and Cash Basara. They seemed cold towards her, and you can watch that interview with them on YouTube. Oh my god. Wow, that really changed my opinion of her. I mean, like, you know, she is not a good person, and. If she really about, cared about Freddie. Freddie died in Jim's arms. That's clearly more traumatic for Jim than it is yeah. for her. He held Freddie till his last breath. He. The, she wasn't the first person they called with the information at all. It was Brian, Roger, um, John, Jim, Beach. Um, she was, like, not top of their list. Obviously, she wasn't the top priority in Freddie's life, yet she took everything. She wouldn't let Jim have access to photos, access to the stuff he built for Freddie, access to their memories, yeah. his possessions. His possessions were in Garden Lodge. Yeah, all of his possessions. All his stuff. Like, oh. Mary only let them take three things. That's just so messed up. So he had to choose between his stuff and Freddy's stuff. Yeah. Which is really messed up. Like, who has the heart to be so toxic and so emotionally manipulative? of how other people feel. Like, he lost his lover. He did lose his house because she kicked him out, because she got everything. But Freddie did give Jim £500,000. He did manage to build a house in Ireland again. I think he passed away in that house. Yeah, I mean, he built... Um, while they were together, he built a house in Ireland in his parents' garden. Yeah. That's, that's heartbreaking. I did not know any of that. Oh my god. I know. It's just, uh... Okay, 
can we lighten the mood? Because I'm feeling down right now. Hi, I know. Oh my god. Um, right, what else? Um, well, so. Well, we're supposed to be talking about the first album, but kind of got sidetracked. I mean, no. I go on about Freddy's like style back in the seventies. That was my favorite. I mean, this uh, the first album is such an amazing. Thing. I don't know. It, it's. I mean, it's uh, it's an. I don't know. There isn't much there to talk about apart from how amazing it is because all the songs are quite I don't even know how to explain it I'm not explaining myself very well <laughs> no it's like it's true there's no word to explain it because it was under it's, it's still quite underrated I think you know everyone goes on about Hot Space and how amazing an album Hot Space was Hot Space is an amazing album but it's definitely not my favourite it like it ranks quite low on my list mm, Hot Space is actually up there like I haven't listened to old albums through yet but... yeah me neither but I, I just put those at the bottom I mean it's what is interesting about Queen though is that um John Deacon was um, dubbed Deacon John because they oh. thought it would make it more interesting. I so thought it would make it more interesting, but and no, he changed it back. Yeah, for Deacon. Queen 2, he changed yeah. it back. But it's quite funny. I mean, I'm just reading the press sheet that was um, on uh, around London in, uh, in 1973. But have you ever noticed, like, in their album covers, when they name everything, like, I know when my version of Night of the Robert, it's an original one from 1975. They put in it that there's no synthesizers and yeah, yeah. harmonies. I mean, I they, they, it, their claim to fame was their no synthesizers claim, which they kept until the game yeah. for light use of synthesizers in like Rocket Prime Jive and um, play the game. The intros are like... <laughs> like the the spacey kind of thing. That's all synthesizers, and then because in the eighties, you know, everything kind of d- did get really spacey. And the eighties really isn't my favorite, my favorite era of music. Like mm, definitely not. I I'd say definitely seventies, then maybe sixties, then eighties. See, I wouldn't go as far as sixties. Like, uh there's a, there's a really creepy artist. Oh my god, people call him Tenny Tim. He sings in his falsetto. Tiptoe through the window, through the window. Haven't heard that. Not sure I want to. Uh, I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking like Beatles was in the 60s and yeah, the Monkees yeah. were in the 60s and. Um, Loads of people were in the 60s. Yeah, so that's why I like 60s music. Like Queen got their inspiration from Dim- Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Be- who was also in the sixties. Just everybody from like them two decades, and then they brought in their own music in yeah. the seventies. Speaking of, they have loads of like Beatles and Jimi Hendrix references in their music. Yeah, it's I like a lot of them. Like in the, it's, even on the first album, the night comes down. Um, they talk about Lucy was high and so was I, referencing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Um, what I, there's, um, I'm trying to think, there's a few more. Uh, I know I'm in love with my car, mm. Penny Lane. Yeah. Um, 
what else? Uh, in Drowse, he talks about uh, at the end in speaking. I've oh, kind of, true. I've kind of like transposed it into like seeing what he has to see what he actually says. He speaks about Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, it's really really interesting. It's quite funny to me. Everyone speculates it. If you're in a really quiet room with your headphones up, hopeful boss, he answers his own question at the end, saying, "And know who else they're like." Yeah, um, Jimi Hendrix. He was good. Like. Yeah. Oh no, but the, at the very end is where he says he loved Brown May. Really? Yeah, have you never heard that? I one? have never heard that. What? You what have to, like, it has to be like a dead quiet room uh, with your music up full blast and then you have to like, listen really hard. Like, not too hard, like, you know, you'll listen to it too hard and then you'll miss it. But he says at the end, who, now who else do I like? And then it goes and then Brian May feeds a bit. What? I yeah, have never no. heard that before. It's because it's so quiet. Oh my god. And I, actually, my original, my original, like, my original 1975, uh, die, Queen, no wait, The Other Race came out in 1975 too. No, 1976. No, 1976. So I have, I received... Soft Depop, it was like £20. It's so funny that we found each other's Depops. I know, I seen it, I was like looking at the likes. Because I, I, I bought that night in the, the, the night of the Oh, I, I got one for my birthday from my parents, also an original from Sometimes you can convince yourself that you're hearing something when it's not actually oh, no. there. It's there. I've heard it like two times. Oh, you've actually heard it? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, I need to hear this. Okay, I'm gonna do it after. Wow, that's crazy. No, it's like. I know, it's like so cool. I mean, what? I, I think Queen have so many like hidden things in their music which are really yeah. cool to find. I've heard weird theories. I don't remember any of them. Where if you oh, listen to it backwards and stuff. Last, another one bites. It's just like a stupid Christian theory. I, I actually, I, not proud to be Christian sometimes. Love being Catholic because I'm not like religious. I don't go to mass as much as I should. Uh, but my family's not that religious, and that we're really. I, like, I mean, I'm not. A religious Jew, but I am Jewish, um, yeah. and uh, I, I'm proud to be Jewish. But it's not easy. I still, yeah. I mean, I still face anti-Semitism sometimes, and like it's crazy. Protestants, even though we're the same bloody religion, like it's just, it's like it's like a cookie. Half of it's it's the same thing, 
but it's just like two different halves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But it's crazy that racism still exists. I mean, it's also, I don't know, I've heard a theory that Queen were anti-Semitic because, because they, because they made a song about Jesus, they made a song about Mustafa, but they didn't make a song about the Jewish religion, so people have been saying that they're, they're against Jewish people, uh, which I think is crazy. Yeah, I think that's crazy. Like, there is rumours that, oh, they're against black people because they weren't supposed to perform in, I think it's White Bay, somewhere in South Africa. Yeah. They just yeah. wanted to perform for, like, a, an equal audience of blacks and whites. You know, everyone just together. Yeah. But they got lots of backlash for it. And the crazy Christian theory that so stupid is if you play another one by Dust Backers, it's something about smoking marijuana. What? Yeah, it's so stupid. Okay, I, I I give up. Some people take, I don't know. It's like this forty-year-old. Right. Disclaimer: This is just this is probably stereotypical. It's probably just forty-year-old American woman. Or American men who are highly religious and never liked Queen because they got <laughs> you know people just do it out of spite or jealousy. Yeah, I mean, okay, oh, so I I feel like a lot of people are against Queen because Freddie was gay, bisexual, whatever you believe. I mean, I I'm not even gonna get into uh, the politics of that. People yeah. get so so possessive of their opinion, but I mean, look at Elton John. Yeah. Revealing to the public that he was gay nearly cost him his career. And, but, oh, and I'm still standing as a good representation of that because he, like, I watched Rockman. I, I haven't yet. I mean, I, I really, really want to go watch it, but I haven't watched it yet. It, so. It's amazing. It really that like, goes into detail, even though it's like a fantasy. At some points, there's a scene. You know, you've probably seen it where he like goes in the water. That's because he tried. It. No, should yeah. I not? Oh, uh, go on. It's his life. It's not really. Yeah, a... he tried to kill himself because everything was just like going wrong. He was addicted to drugs, drinking, just everything. He was like into the sex life of the seventies with the. Yeah. You know the way Freddie done it, going into all the gay clubs and exploring his own sexuality. And like Elton John just had like a really low point in his life and he tried to drown himself but then two days later he's performing at the Dodgers Arena Stadium in America. It's a big like pet and you know, it's it's amazing. Ah, it's like so it's such a scene to watch, especially in the film and like it just describes his life and then the end of it it's I'm still standing Tarnagerton does an amazing job like I want to meet him so badly as badly as I want to meet Roger and Brian I was about to say Roger and Freddie well everyone wants to meet Freddie I mean if I could have like even three minutes with Freddie and know that I would die instantly after I would I would do it and then you get to see him in heaven or whatever you believe in exactly yeah I mean no, no, no religious talk here because we do not want <laughs> to cause problems. I'm even not religious, like I'm, I, I'm not religious at all. Like, I believe in heaven. 
I don't really believe in hell. I just believe in heaven. Like, there's someone, I don't know what's after life, but there's someone there. Like, as yeah. long as Freddie, Roger, Brian, and John's gonna be there, you know, I'm happy. Mm. I don't. Just everyone who I admire is going to be there, my family and my loved ones, like, I'm happy and I have to move yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I'm, um, I don't Dad, know. We've really covered, like, a lot of topics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, also, fun fact, just because we were on Rocket Man for, like, a few seconds there, um, Elton John was actually born five minutes away from my house. And lived there. That's why he grew up. I live in the same neighbourhood that like Elton you, John like, grew up. I pass his house all the time. Does it have a, like a plaque or anything to symbolise it? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I need to go check. But I know which one is his childhood home. I pass. It's literally like three roads down from my road, his childhood home. You live like five minutes away from Elton John. That is class. Like... I give in and like meet them all. Like the fight, Elton John's still grown strong. He's. I don't. Torn. I don't know if he still. He de- He definitely doesn't still live there. But it, it was his childhood home, and that's like. It's like a, It's like a nice small house. Yeah. Cute. I mean, it's fun. I and um, where Freddie used to live, uh, like when he first moved to London, is like, ten twenty minutes away from me as well. Yeah, like, they lived in Kensington. He lived with, like, Roger. I think he was living... When he first moved with his family, they lived in Belton, which is, like, near Heathrow Heathrow Airport. And that's near where I live. I've, like, seen the stories that Freddie didn't really like doing hard work. So, (laughs) in exchange for his co-workers doing his hard work, he'd tell them, like, really fun stories. Like, he's, like, a good storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> he always had like a charm about me. He was always charismatic. Then again, he was very like, like his friends say he was shy, and he did keep his personal life very close to his chest. Yeah. I don't think even Brian and Roger and Deke even realized what was going on behind the scenes. I mean, they only found out about his um, illness in 1988. And he yeah. found out in early 1987. I've just been reading about everything in Mercury. I mean, I read it last night, so, so it's very fresh in my mind. Um, <laughs> but they only find out, found out um, when they were in a recording of the... No, yeah, the Miracle album, when they were recording the Miracle. And they yeah. suggested a tour for it, and he was just like, I can't go on tour again. Yeah, I can't believe that though. Like, their last tour was in 1986, and Freddie knew there was someone on them at that stage. But he, 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 I feel like he knew there was something wrong, but he didn't know what because he, he got diagnosed in like April of 1987 or something yeah. like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm decent with dates. I'm not that great, but I'm decent with them. So I hope I got that right. <laughs> no, but like, imagine that, like, if Freddie was still healthy enough to do that last tour of the miracle, people would have like, I, I don't know. But back in like before Libya, you know, after all the hot space stuff, they were still touring and all. But like, 
they weren't that popular. Yeah, yeah, their popularity had certainly gone down. I feel like I feel like the eighties saw a turn to their career. Like another one bites the dust was their first number one in America with Crazy yeah. Little Thing Called Love. And then after that I think Hot Space just kind of no one was used to hearing that from Queen and yeah. it, it wasn't them. It was like people in the UK got they didn't like it. Like they didn't like it. But America seemed to take to like a dog like a water off dog's back. They seemed to take to it really well. But, I mean, like, everyone under pressure is still a classic. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like, and they still had some hits, but I feel like they just gradually got less and less popular. Until Live Aid, though. Until Live Aid, and then Live Aid, and It's a Kind of Magic were kind of like an up, and then it went down again. After I think the 1980s just isn't my favorite era of Queen. I feel like my favourite era of Queen is Queen 1 to the game. Those yeah. are my favourite albums. I mean, Hot Space, I like it. I- I'm still in the middle of deciding whether I like it or not. I started listening to it recently, so it- it's just been introduced to my mix of Queen music. Yeah. So I'm well, still the- kind of deciding. After every single friggin' album you could find, every live concert what like 500 555 songs on my queen playlist and that is every single queen song solo careers the cross um i'm hoping to find a few more because i know i'm missing some i can't find rogers rogers couples he done stranger yeah, strange frontier future management frontier. um uh, fun in space and then there's the there's a few others. I mean, I'm trying to put every single Queen song, all their solo work, everything on one playlist. And so far, it's 37 hours and 50 minutes. So I couldn't listen. Like, I mean, I would eventually listen to it all. But 37 hours, that's like... It's that- nearly 38 hours. I mean, it's so, so much music. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping to eventually have listened to it all, but yeah. I mean, you have to give like everything off the deluxe albums as well. Yeah, like, I have put uh, that on. Mad the Swine. Oh, I Mad the Swine. That. I don't know why they didn't release that song. I love Mad the Swine. I think Freddie. I think Freddie at the time just thought no, it's not gonna work with the album because they finished it off with Seaside Rendezvous and then they put the other half of Seaside Rendezvous. No wait, no, not Seaside Rendezvous. Seven Seas of Rye. Seas of Rye. They put the first half of Seven Seas of Rye on the first album and then they put it on the second album. I've actually found an original copy of the second album of Depop. But I haven't bought it because I don't have 20 points. Rip. Um, but they have so many good unreleased songs. Like, there's Mad the Swine, See What a Fool I've Been. Yeah. There's, um, I'm trying I to think, think there's one on nearly on every album. There's, I don't think there's one for Share Heart Attack for A Night at the Opera or A Day at the Races. But there is, there's Feelings, Feelings, which is amazing. Um, there's so many others. There's, I'm trying to think. There's Soul Brother. And then there's a few others that I don't even know. 
I don't, I don't remember anymore. There are probably more. Roger and Brian are planning to release. If they album. release another album, that would just complete my you know, life. It's a whole album of all their unreleased songs. I know that would complete my entire life. I I need more Queen music. Then. Did you not see that on the Queen official they were selling the picture disc? Yeah. I don't get it. I know. I'm so annoyed. I I, I went and it was sold out. The vinyls. I, mean, I I seen it before it was sold out and I thought, mm, do I buy it now or do I not? And I was like, <sighs> I was like, mm, I want to, but then I didn't, and it was sold out, and I was like, oh, I kind of wish I bought it now. Yeah, I'm so annoyed. I only saw it like later that day because I, I think I was out in town the whole day and yeah. then and then I came back home. I was just like, oh, this is really cool, and then it was sold out, and I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, everything goes really fast. And yeah, quick. yeah. I, I mean, I've I've pre-ordered the Hidden Treasures book that yes. I I pre-ordered while I was in abroad and, and like on the third of July, and it's not re- releasing till September. So I've ordered a book, and I'm not gonna get it for like another few months now. I mean, not even a few months. I mean, next month. Yeah like 21st of September it's being released but I ordered it at the beginning of July and now and then I'm gonna get it like beginning of October what do you think it's sold out? then why did I pre-order it so far in advance? <laughs> but like you're still getting it yeah I, mean, I accidentally bought two as well but then oh. I managed to get, return it and get a refund that was really annoying because it wasn't working, but then it uh, and then I opened another tab and did it again, and then the first tab worked, and then the second tab worked as well. So I just paid for it twice. Shouldn't give the second one to me. I wouldn't give you money for it. <sighs> Should have, yeah. Like I really want to read. I want to read Mercury and Me, and I found a the definitive biography of Brian Mercury. Yeah. In a bookshop in Balmina, which is like. 40 minutes away from me and I'm like I really want to buy this and then my family just think I'm stupid <laughs> I mean but, right now I've got quite a few queen books I mean I've got the, the 40 I years really you have the one that comes with like the flags oh yeah yeah, yeah. the really 40 want- years one it's, an, it's amazing I'm so happy I got it I got it as a present instead of a Christmas present I get a Hanukkah present and I got that as a Hanukkah present so I'm really happy about that um and I got a I got the the Queen in 3D book for the 399 likes on Instagram which has eventually turned into a thousand which I'm really happy about (laughs) I was tempted to do it my dad was I had to call my dad and explain it to him because he was really confused when it was happening yeah See, I wish I could do it with my nana, but I don't know how I would get her to do it. Um, I don't know. My parents didn't take much convincing. My mom would go. My mom would not. <laughs> Oof. Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't know. Oh. Uh. What else? What else is there to talk about? I don't know. There's so much to talk about, but I don't want to talk about everything in one podcast because then I'll have nothing left for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, we have a, we have discussed some albums, but not in detail. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I've become obsessed with the one song of Rogers, so I'm like, just future management. Where you just say you don't need no one, nobody else but me, and I'm like, and then I'm gonna invite you to try my machines, try my machines, share all my dreams. Sarama B is loving the dreams. Definitely. I mean, but if I was if I was just a bit older, maybe I'd be married. Okay, you know what? I want to be born in 1956. That's the perfect year to be born. I think my nana was born in the 50s. She's 60, 61 coming 62 in December. So there's that. She is Actually, like, maybe maybe not 56. That would mean that Roger's seven years older than me. That's still quite a big age gap. Maybe like 54. Yeah. Or 51. Be Diggy said. Oh yes, 1951. <laughs> Be Diggy 69 now, but oh, I I remember it was like ages ago. I think it was like near when I started my account. No, it was like a couple months after. It was like months into it. And um, it was like a video circulating around. It was like, oh, it was John. He was like, all these people come from to him and they're like, oh, sign this, sign this. And then he put his hands like over his face. He's like, I'm scared. I, I, that just broke my heart. Oh my God. I mean, I, I saw recently that he does still like respond to fan mail. He does still like sign back and everything. And I've just really wanted to be, I've, I've really wanted to send something, but I'll send it. What? Oh, we tried. We, we oh tried. yes, we tried to look up his address because I I was convinced I passed his house, but that's a different story. I was delusional on my Duke of Edinburgh practice. Yeah. <laughs> like he definitely lives somewhere. I think it's he. I think he lives on the outskirts of London, like, but in a rich area. Yeah, he's loaded. I think he's loaded. And if you don't seen his like son. His son has Instagram. My, my, okay, my dad's colleague is friends with John's son and he's, uh, and she's like seen John Deacon a lot because they're like really good friends so she goes over to John's house for like Christmas dinners and everything and she says he's the sweetest person and I just want to meet this woman so I can meet John. (laughs) I have so many connections to Queen in my life. And I just want to meet I have none. You're so lucky that you actually have some. I have none. I mean, the thing that blows my mind most is that um, I don't even know how I'm related to her. She's like my dad's something. My dad and her are related, so somehow I'm related to her. She Mm. used to work at Bieber with Mary, and she used to see Freddie every day for like a good four years. And they would talk and like while he was like getting famous as well, like he would still go go there like when uh, during the release of Killer Queen and like and yeah. she she knew him, she like talked to him a lot. That's amazing. Hi though, but that I'm jealous. I'm like, jealous. <laughs> you've always connections to Queen, literally. If you come to Ireland there's like um no talk of Queen mention the word you'll hear them on the radio occasionally like really rarely but well uh, there's no talk of queen 
because I talk of them and then whenever I start talking of them around my friends I hear people's eye roll so yeah see my friends are like oh my small group of friends girl, they're like they're just done with me talking about quick oh yes oh Roger Taylor today like when I started my crying I was just I was like I still in school I still am in school over a year to go and then I'm done and I go to uni and then uh, and uh they're, they're just like, when I started it, I was like so nervous telling them because I told one of my close friends. But she ended up unfollowing my account because she was sick of seeing pictures of Roger Taylor. <laughs> what do you expect? It's a Roger Taylor account. Obviously, it's gonna. Oh, I mean, my uh, my friend Guy, he found all. He found my account and he keeps going on my stories and like voting like negative things or like. Replying. Oh. I don't know if my friends do that. Yeah, I blocked him from my story, and then um. Did he make another account? He's he has about eight accounts to try oh. to block my account. <laughs> I've blocked him on all of them so far, though. So if he just keeps making like more after one, I mean, he popped up to me. What was it? I don't know what kind it was. It was like a Taylor Swift account, and I'm like, oh, I remember you tell me about him <laughs> when you were in Israel, and we were FaceTime, and then he just goes, "Oh my God, hi!" Wait, was he? No, he wasn't there, was he? No, I no, I don't think it was him that said hi to you. Well, someone called me Shrek because apparently I sound Scottish. <laughs> yeah, um, that was uh, my friend Charlie, the one who also said like. How old are you? <laughs> and he's like, no, you're not 17. I'm like, uh, yeah, I am. I just look like I'm 13. And I'm like, all my family members agree. And I'm like, oh, leave me alone. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that still. <laughs> oh, my friends are weird. It's fine. You get used to it after some time. But... Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that's a good place to end it. So, like, we've covered a lot today. So, um, thank you for listening. I've been Shelley. And I've been Eva, and this has been amazing. And hopefully I can come back again. See you next time. Bye. Bye.